0: Hi guys, Abdullah Molim here and welcome to this special episode of Yesterday's Capers. On behalf of the Yesterday's Capers gang, we want to wish Sesame Street a big happy birthday and congratulations for being on the air for 50 years. 50 years! How awesome is that? To celebrate this truly remarkable milestone, you can now listen to producer Paul and myself talk all about Sesame Street. And if you missed it the first time around, that's okay because you can listen to it right now enjoy and let's go back all the way to november of 1969 so this was the month and year where two million people took part in the vietnam war moratorium demonstration across the united states and keeping in theme with that john lennon decided to return his obe in protest of uk support of the vietnam war and also this was when Brazilian soccer legend, or football legend, soccer for the American listeners, Pele scored his 1,000th 1, 1, professional goal. I can't even say 1,000th 1, 1, professional goal. You like Pele, Paul?
1: Um, I had a picture of Pele on my wall once, but it was only because he was with Michael Schumacher. <laughs> <laughs> and also, how do you return an OBE? Because presumably there's a big ceremony queen and this and that and the other you get knighted and it's all great but how Chris, do you how do you give it back do you say
0: it's john lennon isn't it he you just, you just rock up went, to the palace hey listen i don't I need, want it no more and you know i, he needs, I uh, need to i
1: need to see the queen uh you can have, you can have this i don't want it or do you think he just sent it in the post
0: i don't know probably i oh, bet
1: he didn't send it really well, it no, i'm sending this back pocket that'll be on antiques roadshow in a few years
0: he probably got yoko to do it then And also what was number one in the charts was fifth dimension with wedding day blues as you can probably hear over us talking ah it's a great song that is now there's probably so much we could say about this tv show even us being brits in november 1969 Joan Gantz Cooney and Lloyd Morissette came up with an educational children's program that combines live action, sketch comedy, animation, and puppetry. And obviously, the theme song, Can You Tell Me How To Get To Sesame Street. It's probably one of the most classic, most famous, most well-known theme song of any children's TV program. And... The format of Sesame Street is just basically their kind of way of explaining things in an educational way that kind of reflects American culture, viewing habits. So Sesame Street over the years always did well to kind of keep up with the times, always try to keep up with what's happening in society. They were always sort of ahead of the curve with certain things. They had a very diverse and and multicultural cast. So, like, um, the first character you see in Sesame Street is a black guy, Gordon, Gordon Robinson. First ever. So, like, he's sort of coming in to Sesame Street and he's walking along with um, a girl. And he's just basically showing her around, saying, you know, this is Sesame Street. These are some of the characters. These are all the nice things that happen on Sesame Street. It's is, this, very... is this in
1: the theme chain? Hmm? Is this in the theme, in the theme intro?
0: Yeah, it's almost yeah, and this is like he's sort of walking along sesame street he's a a teacher, so Gordon, yeah, Gordon is a teacher, and he's coming into Sesame Street after a long days of work, and he's bringing a a girl, can't remember her name, it might be Susie or something, but yeah, he's just sort of changes showing. every day,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I was gonna call her Polly, but then that's a completely uh different show later yeah. on. <laughs> But yeah, he's showing her around Sesame Street. She's learning about certain things. And so she's, you know, drinking a glass of milk and she's learning the the values of of having a a glass of milk. And also one of the things about Sesame Street was that every week or every episode, it would always be brought to you by a letter or, or a number. Or in this case... The very first episode was brought to you by the letters W, S and E and numbers two and three. So always what they'll kind of do is with the letter W, they'll try and come up with a story just to emphasise that letter. So there was a, a wicked witch who lived in the west of Wessex and she wandered around with a wand of hers and she would yeah so it was just carrying on with the the letter That's pretty w. good you gonna... the or the letter s slippery snake slides solemnly surreptitiously goes on and on so it's it's really cool so it's it's educational you're you're learning and you're trying to think oh, these kind of go with with each letters and but yeah, and so this was like. And, North, and and as well, the, uh, the author, Malcolm Gladwell, one of the things he said about Sesame Street was that Sesame Street was built around a single breakthrough insight. That, he, that if you can hold the attention of children, you can educate them. Which they did pretty well to do because every episode was like an hour. Really? And even as watching... Yeah, I'm, I'm watching it back and I'm like, I don't remember Sesame Street being an hour long. I used to remember, I think it's about a half an hour, 45 minutes.
1: I don't remember... I have to say, I don't know a lot about Sesame Street. I never really watched it as a kid, but I don't think it'd be an hour. I don't think any kid could sit still for an hour and learn at the same time.
0: Well, that's the thing. I think Sesame Street found the formula, which is why to this day they're still running and they're still going strong. Maybe not in in the sense of uh, an international kind of way, but. In America, it's still on PBS. It's still very much a thing. It's still very much Elmo is very much a thing. Big Bird is very much still a thing. Cookie Monster. Oh, and then you got Count. Count von, Count. Count Count. Ah, 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 That was when it, that was when you were supposed to do the effects,
1: Paul. Okay, okay, try again.
0: Come on. Ah, ah, ah.
1: Oh, oh, oh. thank you got there in the end sorry, sorry yeah this is yeah this is why it's my one job And I... <laughs> <laughs>
0: here's some uh, interesting statistics about sesame street a 1996 survey found that 95 percent of all american preschoolers had watched the show by the time they were three years old also it was estimated That 86 million Americans had watched the series as children. That's more than the population in the UK. (laughs) (laughs) And also Sesame Street over the years had won 189 Emmy Awards and 11 Grammys, which is more than any other children's show. 111 Emmys? 189. 189. Did it it
1: get to a point when you're at the award ceremony, you already start walking up?
0: It's like, it's before like, they've
1: even called your name it's out. like Anton Deck. And the here, winner isn't is, it? and you're already up.
0: <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like Anton Deck here. It's like, oh, what's the point of being up for, like, you know, like you... entertainment show? Anton Deck are always going to win, <laughs> yeah. so it's, it's just no point. So I think, but then, you know, if you're going on for like 40, 50 years, you better be winning all of those Emmys and awards shows.
1: Yeah, it'd be better than winning none. I think. I w- I w- I'd like to know who was up. Quite a lot against Sesame Street and always lost, because that's like one hundred eighty. That's one hundred eighty nine losers against Sesame Street as well. Well, more than that, because it would have been like four in the final, right? I don't know how the Emmys work.
0: I mean, I would. Yeah, I mean, presumably
1: there's four finalists, right? (laughs) So that's like three for one hundred eighty nine.
0: I don't know. It's just the Emmys just, I don't just get everything and just put them all in.
1: Just pick a winner, at the hat. Well, be... Gobbledygook Castle I... was great, but that's, that's an English one, I think, wasn't it? Do you remember yeah. that? With the up and down and round and flick? <laughs> the, yeah, I was going to say, the I, don't, magic I, don't, pen. I
0: don't think that's going to win.
1: <laughs> Wait, I learned to, uh, learned to write in that from that show.
0: Oh, you mean Words and Pictures?
1: Is that what it was called? And it had Gobbledygook Castle and it had the magic pen. You mean
0: Alphabet Castle?
1: Oh, is that what it's called? Alphabet Castle?
0: Yes, I know Alphabet, What's I know Alphabet Castle I don't very get that well. From. Maybe he's one of the characters. Oh, maybe. But yeah, Words and pictures yeah. and you'd have you know the f going round down and flick f yeah and <laughs> flick yeah yeah every see? time there's a flick yeah. i never flicked a letter <laughs> in my life there you go yeah <laughs> so um yeah these are all the shows that didn't win an emmy because Sesame street did but um yeah they won all of those all of those emmys and pretty much became a, an american institution and i mean i probably should ask you but
1: what about Barney the Dinosaur? When was that out?
0: That's probably 90s, wasn't it? Was it that late? Oh, no. Uh, Barney the Dinosaur. I was just thinking. He's like, not going to win any Emmys against Sesame Street. No chance. I don't remember it. I, I don't guess. think Barney was educational, was he? Actually, yeah, well, he was Surely was. yeah. I mean. It was a bit educational, but not in terms of Sesame Street.
1: I don't remember the content very well. I just remember him jumping around with kids and stuff.
0: Oh. family yeah that's that's barney but that's the yeah like i don't think anything will touch sesame street in terms of putting it up against something i think sesame street was like the standard bearer of educational shows and as i was saying before like they would they would go deep into certain subjects they would teach kids they would inform kids they would do all of the things and they would do it, it in the way that the kids would be engaged because initially when they did these kind of tests and experiments obviously you know at the time I don't think there was many sort of glove puppets or muppets or whatever Jim Henson was uh, creating so they thought oh let's just try and have these um sort of muppet things on and it showed that the kids were more inclined or more likely to engage with a program with all of the all of the Muppets. Mm. So they just thought, we'll include the Muppets, we'll include a bit of music, we'll include a bit of teaching. So they'll have whatever word it is. So if it's brought to you by the letter B, they'll probably talk about a bouncing ball. They'll probably talk about beach balls and playing ball <laughs> on the beach and whatever... Whatever goes with the letter B, but yeah, that's but yeah. Uh, that's that was what was really really kind of good about Sesame Street. I thought.
1: Yeah, as I said, I didn't really watch it, but even though I didn't watch it, I know so many characters that were, think, and obviously uh, so many more adult cartoons, Family Guy and American Dad, and things like that, and they they parody it all all the all the time.
0: Yeah, I think Scrubs as well did uh, an episode about. Uh, Sesame Street called My ABC. So it's uh, what series Was that a a latter series? Yeah, it was like, I think, series eight. So it's just, they'll have like the characters of Sesame Street and they'll kind of teach the sort of doctors about, you know, life and death and how you should um, always care for the patients. You should even know that, you know, they're at their last days. And you had, I think, Joshua Radin, who's one of the singers. He kind of did his version of Can You Tell Me How to Get to Sesame Street. And I think one of, the, one, of the, one of the funny things I think I was telling you before we started about Sesame Street was um, they were doing um, a thing about um, milk. As I was saying, they oh, yeah. were talking about how milk was really good for you and milk is really a healthy choice of living. And, you know, they did this really, really cute video and song about um, a cow and how the cow comes, you know, he... You can sort of get milk from the cow. And it was quite, and they were showing how, you know, you milk the cow and, and all that stuff. And it sounded like a really nice, lovely, folk kind of song that you would think that uh Cat Stevens or James Taylor was singing. It's like, you know, hey cow, you're very cute. You milk and it's just one of those like really lovely.
1: Big uh, guitar on the go. And...
0: Yeah, it, it was it was very guitar based. And like I said, I, you would be forgiven if you thought that it was a a James Taylor or a Cat Stevens or I both don't know. great both great singers as well yeah both great singers and if if it was any of them that did it then hats off yeah kudos kudos you know shout out to Yusuf Cat Stevens now and uh to James Taylor I'm I'm still I'm sure that they're still singing but yeah they were doing that song and I was thinking Fifty years ago, milk had a tremendous reputation. Oh, milk is good for you. It's got calcium and it helps you grow your bones. Nowadays, it's like... Yeah, but nowadays, I agree. You couldn't do that song about
1: milk and how amazing milk is. But thats I reckon a lot of that's because there's too many milks to choose from now. You've got oat milk and almond milk and... Yeah.
0: I tried coconut milk the other day. Any good? yes surprisingly oh, I, I i'm amazed at how much i liked it
1: I, I i specifically asked for cow's milk it's got to be straight out of a cow <laughs>
0: dairy free mate i'm i'm no, no, I'm, I'm i'm going that way now dairy free you... i think i have was sold because i'm thinking oh i'm just adding it to stuff and mm. i just thought you know what, let me just have a, a little taste and i do not like coconut but you with this coconut did you have any coffee or did you just have it on it I had it in a shake, so like a sort of a protein kind of shake thing. Yeah. So adding the dairy-free coconut milk, and it was great. It's great with the shake, and it's great on its own. So I was Mm. thinking... I'm yet yet to be sold on it. I mean... But but it's like, yeah, you... They couldn't get away with doing a a segment about milk and cows today. No, definitely not, no. No way. But then knowing Sesame Street... And how ahead of the curve they are, they'll probably do a thing about vegan and yeah, the value of vegan life and how dairy is not necessarily the way to go. That's a. I think I think you're right. They would probably tackle
1: something like that. And it's such a (laughs) it's such a growing thing, isn't it? Veganism, isn't it? It It is. It feels like everything's going that way. It's like it makes it more difficult to sit and eat uh, your
0: drinking milk. (laughs)
1: what's that it's not it's not cow's milk it's not from a cow
0: no yeah you, you wouldn't be having gordon telling you how good for you the normal kind of milk is and you wouldn't have any of that so and obviously uh the show's like sort of success kind of led throughout the 80s and even through the 90s where i kind of think that was kind of the uh the golden era of like sesame street internationally speaking i would say the sort of the late 80s and into the early 90s and as i was saying before like one of the really notable episodes or really one of the notable moments was uh mr hooper who kind of sort of ran the the grocers he in real life so will lee the actor he passed away in 1982 and so they kind of did um a tribute to Mr. Hooper and Big Bird I think it was kind of sort of telling one of the characters about death and you know they're paying tribute to Mr. Hooper talking about you know these are some of the things that happens in life and we should try and remember them and remember all the good that they did and it's it's very um it was very very lovely
1: yeah, looking looking up. So I, as I said, I don't know too much about this. I learned a lot about this just before we uh, started recording. But it says um, it says that he died of a heart attack as well. So it would have been very sudden for the crew and for the yeah. cast and for the writers, directors, and everything. Yeah, yeah. So they would have been dealing with it just as much as the characters were, and then in turn the audience, mm. the audience as well. So everyone's all like grieving together. Exactly, and it's it must be quite a a helpful part of the healing process to. You know, to to everyone, imagine the whole of America, the whole of the world saying yeah. saying goodbye at the same time, and you're helping to to do it justice. And Obviously, really ha- you haven't. It's not like someone's left the show. I don't know if he did leave the show before, or maybe, but it, I don't think he did because he, still... he
0: was a sort of mainstay. So he was on the very first episode and continued on exactly. So, until... he's, so,
1: so he's not filmed his final episode. He's not filmed uh, an no. ending for himself. He's literally. Well, yeah, the writers directors have, have nothing to go on they have to to deal with this as a you know the show must go on kind of uh, yeah. aspect yeah. Of, yeah. Of, 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 te- of television
0: yeah and so I think um one of the thing about Sesame Street was sort of the the 90s you kind of saw uh obviously you got the new societal and sort of economic challenges and obviously the viewing habits of children change so that's where kind of Sesame Street kind of saw a little bit of a decline in terms of ratings, in terms of popularity. It wasn't really hitting the the highs that they they had during the sort of the 80s and the, uh, the sort of early 90s. And they thought, you know what, we need to switch it up. And they started to make it more narrative and ongoing storylines. Because I thought this is going to be the only way that we keep fresh and we sort of maintain maintain the audience. So I think that was... Like a
1: soap opera sort of. Yeah, yeah, of yeah.
0: So obviously before it was just kind of like, oh, we'll just do like sketches and segments and yep. cute little things with numbers and, and all of that. But um, in terms of um, 2002 and the 2000s, the, the producers thought the best way to move it forward, the best way to sort of keep in trend with what's happening is to kind of make it a more narrative based more ongoing storyline kind of thing so
1: i wonder how much of the decline of the viewers because you said before about them having uh you know long shows the kids attention yeah, was yeah, for yeah. like an hour and then after you know, kind of early 90s, late 90s, um, and well, from from the I guess from the early 90s and onwards, and it's it kind of bigger was the, the computers, video games, and yeah, things like that. So, I wonder how much of that had an impact on one, just outright the viewers because they want to play video games rather than watch TV, and two, the attention span of the kids because you try and get a kid nowadays to watch an hour's TV show.
0: It would be on it's, his phone.
1: Yeah. So, do you know what I mean? Obviously, the video games can hold the attention more than, I think, the TV. So, I just wonder how that would have... Yeah, I mean,
0: because you've got all of those things to compete with now.
1: Exactly. And it only got bigger, right? So, yeah, yeah.
0: Because you've got the internet, you got...
1: Yeah, so you yeah, had video games, and the PC came out. Uh, what was that? You know, it kind of got more uh, commercial. Right. But then you had um, the, the internet, mm-hmm. and then... Sometime in 2000s, the iPhone came out. That was game over after that, I think.
0: Yeah. But I think in terms of that, they've kind of found their way back again. And they're like I said, they're still going strong. They're still producing programming. They're still doing their thing. The characters are still there. They haven't necessarily thought, you know what, we're going to stop. And even um, with some of the characters, I think, as we were talking about some of the characters like Kermit, Oscar the Grouch, the Cookie Monster, Bert and Ernie, Big Bird, Elmo, who made his debut in uh, 1972, obviously uh, the Two-Headed Monster, Mr. Snuffleupagus, you know, these are like iconic characters and they're like, obviously I think Elmo had his own spin-off show, Bert and Ernie had their own with uh, Bert and Ernie's Great Adventures, Elmo the Musical, so they always kind of found ways to freshen it up and they always found ways to try and stay relevant. Yeah, that's the good way. Yeah, stay relevant. I think that was what they always tried to do. And uh, upon its 40th anniversary in 2009, Sesame Street received a Lifetime Emmy at the Daytime Emmy Awards. So that was a really really a good thing. And uh, in terms of the UK in our country... I mean, it was, uh, at the beginning, it was a very tough sell because I think Sesame Street wanted to kind of say, you know, look, we've got this really, really cool program. It's informative, it's educational, it's fun. And we want to sh- share it with the rest of the world. And right out the gate, the BBC were like, nope not for me like they were like we just don't like this and monica sims who's the who was the head of the children's programming at the time she was like this sounds like indoctrination and a dangerous extension of the use of television and apparently a teacher in north london had showed it to 400 educa- educators and most of the feedback was negative negative. But I think the, the kind of thing was that they said that it was brash and vulgar. But I think some people actually really liked it. So like parents and kids, when they were short showing it, they really, really liked it. But, um, and obviously I think the BBC as well thought that Sesame Street was carefully geared to the needs of disadvantaged children in America. And obviously the terminology, the BBC thought, why the hell are British kids going to know what trash means or zip code or sidewalk? They're, they're not going to know any of those things. So the BBC were thinking it's really daft for us to, to go out of our way to show this. And they were just like listing all the ways that they don't want to do this. And, and also as well, the BBC were like, well, we got Blue Peter. It's just like Sesame Street, but in our opinion, it's better. Because obviously, Sesame Street was saying, "Oh, we do this is informative, educational." Well, the BBC at the time were like, "Well, that's our remit—to inform, to educate, to entertain. We've got all of that covered with Blue Peter." One hundred and eighty-nine Emmys, Mister Mister Trick, I think, right? I think so. Uh, but I think, yeah, at the time, I think BBC were like, "We'll take our chances of what we've got and what we show." So they were, they were like, "Yeah, we 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 got we got our shows. We we." We've got a remit. Like, we good. I think that was the, for want of a better expression, BBC were like to Sesame Street, we good. So, so who picked it up? Um, so ITV were also sold it. And again, they were reluctant as well. Apparently it was, at the time, I think it was government policy where they really needed to show, like, I think at the time the government were like, you need to be showing children's programming. For a certain amount of time after school, you got to do it. So I think at the kind of the time, ITV said, you know what? Okay, sod it. We'll show it. We'll, we'll take Sesame Street. We'll show it. And hopefully that will... Uh, appease the yeah. the authorities. Yep. And that, you know, we're, we're, we're showing children's entertainment programming and things like that. And so by the time Channel 4 came to our screens in 1982, I believe, they took Sesame Street and they showed it until 2001. So that was that was how, as kids, we were watching Sesame Street. I'm trying to remember what times they used to show it because I've, most of the time I remember watching Sesame Street was during the summer holidays. And during the summer holidays, they would show Sesame Street at around 12 o'clock. Maybe Every they- day... Twelve o'clock weekday will be Sesame Street.
1: I, I I'm sure I remember seeing it on the TV uh, in the mornings. Um, I'm sure it was like bananas and pajamas and Sesame Street yeah. all together. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm sure it was an early one for, for for me as a kid. I don't remember yeah too much about when it was on, but I'm sure it's because
0: in- I rem- I also remember in the evenings they used to show Sesame Street sometimes. So I think in the summer holidays they would show it midday. Yeah. Either 11 o'clock or midday would always be Sesame Street. But it'd be a good one because the, the
1: nurseries often kick out at um, midday, yeah. right? So yeah, maybe yeah.
0: it was even in the yeah. school. Because I remember the, in, in, the, in the summer holidays on Channel 4, they used to show Sesame Street. And right after Sesame Street, they would show Madeline. What's that? I'm Madeline, I'm Madeline, the little French girl.
1: I have no idea what that is.
0: Madeline, You don't know what Madeline is? No,
1: I'll, I'll, I'll look it up now.
0: Yeah, it's the, the girls, they'd, they'd walk in straight lines. It's set in France. Madeline, was it
1: t- TV show? Yeah. TV, no, Madeline TV but she's show. She's
0: like a little girl.
1: Oh, oh, I do know it,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so I thought that, yeah. they would show that after Sesame Street. And I just remember like the end credits of Sesame Street in the 90s was so long. The end credits of, of Sesame Street? The end credits of Sesame Street, yeah. It would just be an absolute party <laughs> it would just be really 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 long it was like a, a sort of an extension of a can you tell me how to get to sesame street there would just be like a complete like uh, just a party just the the whole like end credit it was just like at least about three four minutes long and that's obviously was really yeah it's is that just because so many is, it.
1: It, is that because so many people worked on it they had to fill it probably or is it like a student's credits where so it's all example, the same there'll person be
0: like, a bird sort of flying somewhere. There'll be like a place where kids are dancing. There'd then be a place where I don't know. They'd go around uh, Sesame Street, maybe. But yeah, I just that's just the thing about Sesame Street in the '90s that I remember as a kid growing up. And also one of the songs I remember was "Hip to Be Square" by Huey Lewis and the News, and what they did, Sesame Street's their version called "Hip to Be a Square." So you know you have got like a, a square-looking character singing, you know, oh, I got four sides. It's hip to be a square. <laughs> I just remember that. That's a. Oh, I love that. That's a, that was the thing that I remember so much so that obviously I, as a kid, I'm like, who the hell he? Actually, I didn't did know, Huey Lewis in the News was, but you like you didn't realise that that is their song. Yeah. But because Sesame Street would kind of take pop songs and they would kind of make it into their own and they would kind of turn it into uh, an educational an educational thing that was so they jumped on the bandwagon kind of popular culture pretty much uh, which pretty that. much yeah so and you would always have celebrities coming along making appearances yeah and they would you know do their kind of songs as well so i think uh with uh jason Mraz, he had a song called i'm yours yeah and they did yep. a version called let's go outside so let's go outside. I was going to say, I'm yours yeah, and let outside. So it's like <laughs> Elmo and Jason Mraz going, you know, I can't stand being inside, inside. So let's go outside. So, yeah, it's so a TV
1: show inside, which likes viewers encouraging kids to go outside.
0: You love out, to see
1: it. Go outside, but not for too long, because uh, we've got another episode in uh... <laughs>
0: <laughs> No, but yeah, that so that, so. In terms of that, they would always kind of use the whatever the the pop culture references, is, whatever is hot or whatever's popular. Yeah. they would just kind of use that and just kind of kind of go on to that.
1: That's quite a, um, an interesting and, and and impressive thing to do, because if you imagine that most t- TV and stuff is recorded ages in advance. Yeah. You have to have your finger on the pulse. Pretty much. Or be really quick at making your TV shows.
0: But I think with Sesame Street, they kind of had a... Not a crack team, but like a a really like strong selection of producers and, and, and people who work on the show. And they would be really, really dedicated. And then they would go out of their way to make the very, very best show that they can make. Yeah, And always, more often than not, they would always hit a home run they would always make it the best kind of the best kind of show that they can make it so that was um the really really cool thing about about sesame street any any last thoughts on sesame street no i mean all i can say is again i think i
1: said it twice now already but um i've not really sat down and watched a single episode start to finish Mm. and even i know the characters and the music and yeah and, and things like that so i think something that i have never seen and i'm still aware of you know that they're, they're they're quite good at getting
0: uh, their presence out there yeah definitely and to this day and they'll be celebrating their 50th birthday in uh november so they've produced over four thousand five hundred episodes 35 tv specials 200 home videos and 180 albums so and they're still going strong <sighs> So, did you like that? Yeah, I thought you would. And there's plenty more where they came from. Yes, that's right. Full episodes of Yesterday's Capers are available right now. And you can find them wherever you get your podcast from. So, give it a listen. And while you're at it, if you love your boxing, why not check out Total Boxing Content? Also available wherever you get your podcast from. As for me, Join producer Paul and I next week for another brand new episode of Yesterday's Capers.